This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, man, let's start the 5 o'clock hour. Get Arch online. Arch can say, hey, man, with us, too. Hey, man. There you go. The Idaho rail splitter. Really good orchestration by you, man. I don't, I don't know if we'll take the complete conductor out of your hands. It is Dave Archer with us. And, brother, I know you got a chance to have spend time with Mariota, and now you've pivoted spending time with De- Desmond Ritter. I mean, we love what we're seeing. I think there, there's a, it's incremental. I don't know what some of the fans are looking for. I didn't think he was going to plug in and all of a sudden be Joe Montana. But what are you seeing? What, what's he getting right? I think that there's a lot of things he's getting right, Mike. I think that, first of all, his command of, of what they want to do. Um, I thought he did a really good job of absorbing information over the first 13 weeks of the season so he could be ready for this opportunity. Uh, he played a lot of college football, so this is not a guy you're handing the football to that has not been behind center. I think you're seeing some of that play out in San Francisco with Brock Purdy stepping in out there. I think these guys are played a lot of football in college, so they're not they're not awed by the situation. Now, speed of the game is different, and the play calling is different, and things like that. And so they got to get up the speed of that. Um, but I think that he's done a nice job of his command at the line of scrimmage. He's, they're asking him to do a ton of stuff at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they stepped it up last week and let him throw the football a lot more. I think we saw the arm strength to be able to shoot the ball to the sideline. The throw he makes to Bird on that bench route along the sidelines a big time throw. Uh, the throw he makes where he slides up in the pocket and kind of side arms it uh, shortstop style to to Drake London over the middle in the zone to get the first down. Those are big time plays and kind of heady type plays for quarterbacks as you continue to watch him him grow. I think that uh, his comfort in the pocket has been good, uh, and and I think you'll see him step it up this week. Look for them to increase his his workload as far as throwing the football down the field. Did Bill Vinovich get your Christmas card, Arch? Yeah, what, I mean, don't even get me started on that one, sir. I mean, come on, man. Those those guys were looking for the first flight out. That was one of the worst uh, refereeing jobs all year long. Just brutal, brutal effort by those guys. Let's hope that that game kept them out of the playoffs. Right. 
And again, for guys who don't know, there's a grading, supposedly a grading system. There's supposed to be more actual crews than games. And if guys continue to screw up, they don't get to work the games. But I've never really seen that come to fruition. But, Arch, it just seems like it's bad enough when you're dealing with the elements and you got injuries, and then you got to throw that stuff in there. I, 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 I know we, we, we couldn't get Arthur to say anything, obviously, for, for, for suspension and fine reasons. But I loved it when uh, <laughs> the mics caught him throwing a nutty. Because as a player, how much do you respond to that? When, and do, do players react? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to that. Well, I think that you do some. I mean, you got to stay in the moment, Mike. You got to stay in the game because you get too upset about a call or something like that. You're not fine focused on the next call or the situation that presents itself coming up. But uh, certainly you get aggravated. I know I had discussions with referees when I was playing about this, that, or the other. And, and But then you got to immediately flush that and you step to the next sequence. Uh, if you can't do that, then you got to stay out of that mix. You can't, you can't get involved in that. I think Arthur's done a really good job all year long because this isn't the first time we've had some jacked up calls against us, but um, he's done a really good job of, of compartmentalizing, blowing the guy up when he can, and then moving on to the next play. And because he's your feature play caller, right? He's got to move on to the next sequence. So I think he's done a good job with that. Caleb McGarry, how do you explain the, uh, the evolution of him? He's played very well this year. Yeah, I think he's done a nice job, uh, Robbie. I mean, obviously they didn't pick up his, his, his options. So there's a little bit of the little burr, you know, maybe a little right. burr under the saddle a little bit there. And so what do you do with that? You can sulk about it and, and whine about it, or you can work your ass off in the off season and get ready to play. And so I think he stepped his game up, but he still has a lot. He still has stuff to improve, but I think he's been much better on the perimeter as a pass blocker one-on-one. He certainly shows that he could be a mauler in the run game, which is what we've been able to do all year long with that offensive line come off the ball and shorten people's necks, which is fun to watch. Now you got to mix in the fact that he's got to be able to step up and protect. And I think he's done that to a, to a large extent this year. He's had some moments where it hadn't been as good, but far better than the first couple of seasons we've had under him. And I think he certainly is in line for Atlanta to consider maybe up, re-upping him and bringing it back. So, you know, these tackles aren't growing on trees, guys. You can see it all over the league when you get guys injured and guys that are getting plugged in. And look what Tampa's gone through. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they they tried to plug in just their second unit guys, and those guys haven't been able to get it done in front of Brady, which is in turn affected Brady and how he's played. So um, uh, you're certainly going to have to look at maybe bringing him back and, and giving him a little little raise. It is Dave Archer. He and Wes Drewham, West Durham, mm-hmm. fresh off his appearance at the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. We'll have the call for you coming up from uh, Mercedes Benz. <laughs> By the way, they had a they had a, a Which is d- the number one number one criteria for a Mike Bell grab ass football game is if you come out of a dugout. <laughs> just want to throw it out there, Mike. I don't yes. know if you're able to say that on yes. the air anymore. Yes. I can say it, even if it is the house Jeter built. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, I, and the funniest part of that bowl game, if you didn't see it, they had a we didn't. It was after we did guy talk that I saw this. They had a mobile DJ rig on one of the mowers. So a guy's rolling around on a mower with two turntables and a microphone, which is a nice touch. By hey, the way, the, 
yeah, the bowl game, the bowl game in Fenway hit the hit for the cycle in the Mike uh, Mike Vale Grabass bowl game criteria <laughs> because they came out of a dugout. Both teams were on the same sideline, and both teams had interim coaches, so it didn't hit any better than that. It was an old segment, Archie. How do you know you're in a grabass bowl game? You know, you're exactly right. We well, you know Wes has said he's what done. You know, Wes has said now. Wes has said he's now done uh, bowl games at every possible baseball field: Seattle, San Francisco, Fenway, right. and uh, the Pinstripe Bowl. Right. So Arch, yeah. uh, one thing is this year's been, as we said, the way we looked at it is you started off with limited expectations. All of a sudden you find yourself eight games of the season in first place because the division was so down. And then, unfortunately, things started to crop up. You couldn't score the three touchdowns you needed, and then your run game defense got tough. I think the one thing we can all point to is Drake London's now getting the ball. But we've got our running back, right? Tyler and Algier, we've got our back. That's one thing we don't have to go shopping for, right? No, I agree with you. I think that when you start thinking about feature back, Tyler Algier has certainly stepped to the table, and, and he's certainly he's in line uh, with a couple of decent games here down the stretch uh, that he could get, try to get a thousand yards, which is a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun for the rookie to do that after coming in as a fifth round draft pick and kind of you know be that extra guy. That in, and all of a sudden you find out, hey, wait a minute, this guy's got a lot of juice to the edge. He can run through people like we thought he could. And oh, by the way, pretty good receiver out of the backfield. So. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been a guy that's been a pleasant surprise. London getting the footballs big time, no question. We're getting Ritter on the field. You look on the other side of the ball, Mike. Those young guys on defense uh, getting a lot of play time as well. So I kind of went away from the game last week. I know we lost the football game, but all of a sudden I looked at all these young guys playing and had a smile on my face. I mean, there's some optimism with these guys making plays and with the money that's going to be available for Terry and and for Arthur to go shopping a little bit. You plug in some people around here, and all of a sudden it could be a quick flip. Troy Anderson's very fascinating to me. Comes out of a small school, but his measurables are outstanding. 6'3", what, 240, ran a 4'4", potential sideline-to-sideline guy. What do you think his ceiling is? Because he is a freakish athlete. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of upside, Rob. I think that we continue to see him grow. And I think some of the things, if he makes a mistake, it's just because he hadn't seen it. You know, he went to Montana State as a linebacker. And they had running back issues. So he played running back his freshman year. And then he goes, he's going to slide back to linebacker. And all of a sudden the quarterback goes down. And all he does is lead, lead that conference in rushing and rushes for 20 touchdowns as a sophomore quarterback. And then they move him back to linebacker. And he's the FCS defensive player of the year with 150 tackles. So the versatility of what he can do from an athletic standpoint is phenomenal. So now you're trying to get him up to speed to learn the nuances of the NFL game. Some of the things they're going to try to do to fake you out a little bit defensively as a linebacker because you're reading the down linemen, some of the things they do there, some of the nuances. So I think he continues to grow each and every week, and I think you'll see his tackle total start to rise as he's able to diagnose stuff just simply by his eyes as opposed to having to think through things. But I'm very encouraging signs, and obviously the athleticism is there. You know, we're talking about evaluating with the job that Terry Fontenot has been doing because obviously next year you're going to have a lot of pieces to buy, both in free agency and you'll have a lot of draft. Not that you're going to use all the draft picks, probably maybe move up to use some of those. But is Richie Grant validated that pick from last year? Because when you obviously Pitts was fantastic, we didn't get to see him the full season this year. But what's Richie Grant doing these days? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I think I think Richie has had a, kind of a star cross here a little bit, Mike. I think that he really has shown some good stuff, and then there's been some things you kind of scratch your head on. I think that he's still learning what he can get away with in the National Football League as well. I think that his, uh, his attack of the football, he's taken the football away some. I think his tackling has been outstanding in that second level, especially when they slide him up in the box. And that's what's been cool about he and Jalen Hawkins is they're interchangeable. Both those guys – if they have to, can cover a tight end from time to time and play man coverage. They can also slide up in the box and play as that box safety. So you got some interchangeable there, uh, a little bit like what Buffalo does with their two two safeties. They do a really good job with uh, Jordan Poyer uh, and those guys there where they rotate those two safeties, uh, Micah Hyde being the other safety there for Buffalo. Uh, now, I'm not trying to put them uh, on that level yet, but you could see where there's some versatility there where those two guys could do that. The thing he's got to continue to learn is, you know, you got to stow away what you can't get away with. Uh, he made a horrible mistake in the New Orleans game two weeks ago or two weeks, three weeks ago, whatever it was, where he tried to make a play, undercut a play, and try to knock a ball down and end up being a 65-yard touchdown pass. He's got to understand that, hey, I can't, I'm, I may not be able to make that play, but I can make the tackle or I can knock the ball down. And, and so those are the kind of things you continue to learn as a young player. But uh, I think he's made some good strides this year. All right, Arch, I want to ask you about what you think is going to transpire tomorrow night, Georgia and Ohio State. Well, you hope that the dogs can do what everybody's saying they're going to do and be able to maul them. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I think certainly the tape, if you watch the LSU tape, that's certainly one they're going to concentrate on if you're Ohio State. The LSU hurt, uh, hurt Georgia down the field. If Georgia doesn't, doesn't blitz you, they have not been able to get home with the four-man pass rush. Now, Jalen Carter being – being uh, fully healthy will, will be a big deal. Uh, how much is Kirby willing to blitz this uh, Ohio State offense? I, I don't think when you start talking about the athleticism that you saw at quarterback for LSU, that, that doesn't exist. C.J. Stroud is not a guy that's going to run around and, and buy time and make plays. He's good enough athlete to get out of the pocket some, but he's not anywhere near what you've seen uh, throughout the year and some of the quarterbacks they face. So I think he's going to be a little bit more in the pocket, which is going to lend itself to pressure looks. I think Georgia will try to heat him up, and can they hang in there on the outside now to give up the explosive play? That's the defensive side of the football. On the offensive side of the football, I think you'll continue to see them do what they've been doing. Uh, Coach Munkin's done a nice job of mixing things up. They've run the football with great success, and and I think they've done an excellent job of, of getting Stetson Bennett the opportunity to throw the ball down the field. You know, Ohio State doesn't have a matchup for Bowers. That'll be interesting to see how they play that. Um, if Lad McConkey is ready and is a full speed, it sounds like he's getting close. That'll be a big deal. Um, A.D. Mitchell, uh, we saw him in the SEC title game. It looked like he was back to maybe being the guy they wanted to be. So this might be as healthy as Georgia's been all year long, and that doesn't bode well for Ohio State. So I think the dogs get it done. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than maybe people think, but I think Georgia gets it done. So in a nutshell, they'll be able to, Georgia will be able to run the football. Ohio State won't. And the, the thing Ohio State can do is maybe the ball has got to come out super quick from Stroud. Well, I think that they're going to be able to run the ball some. Like to say they're not going to be able to run the ball at all, I think is probably – this is a pretty good team. And, and remember, there there is some motivation behind Ohio State. The last time they went out, Michigan crushed them. And, and Michigan is – Georgia, you know – maybe one less than Georgia, okay, as far as being able. They, they, got, they ran for 252 yards against the Ohio State defense. You can bet that Ohio State's going to try to do something, swell up against the run and make Bennett, Bennett make some plays down the field. We'll see if they can get that done. 
biggest thing Georgia's got to prevent is allow them to stay in the game with explosives on their side of the offense. Arch, I'm prone to delusional thinking, magical <laughs> thinking, uh, romantic thinking. I'm actually picking an upset tomorrow, TCU over Michigan. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. I think TCU certainly got the the uh, the ability to do that, Rob. You know, obviously the game within the game is is does Michigan run through TCU in the run game and possess the ball yep. long enough where Duggan doesn't get a chance to see the ball very much. Um, I think that Michigan's going to have a tough time. I think they're thinking that okay, you can just shut down the big play, the Quentin Johnson, the Tay Barber, uh, Darius Davis, their outstanding receivers will shut down those big plays, take those away, and then TCU won't be able to do what they do. Uh, they're they're not realizing that uh, Quentin uh, Kendra Miller is as good a running back as there is in the country, and Max Duggan is an outstanding runner as well. So um, this is a Michigan team that averaged 240 on the ground. TCU averaged over 200 yards on the ground themselves. So I think everybody just thinks that TCU is this big play offense. They spread out and throw it all over the field. They're based in the run game, and they're going to run the football at Michigan. We'll see if Michigan hang in there too. All right, Arch, have a great call. Happy New Year to you, the whole family, all the archers and everybody else, and have fun with Wes. Happy New Year to you guys. Appreciate it. You guys keep it going. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 